Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. We are veering towards the 20th episode of this podcast and that is just insane to me because I'm just happy I was able to get this far without quitting or giving up. And what started as just a whim ended up becoming this amazing podcast that I get to share with all of you guys regarding my deepest thoughts and just life advice that I wanted to share with you guys. So I'm super excited for when we hit that point of like our 50th episode because then I get to come up with something really cool for you guys, but not saying that the content I put out here is not cool or anything, but the 50th episode's definitely gonna, you know, go with a bang. Just a little reminder for all of you guys because I don't think I've started these past few episodes with this, but I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. Um, I know the quarantine has been going on for a little bit now and... I don't know about where some of you are, but in New York City, the city pause was extended till June 6th instead of May 15th, so I feel like we're going to be in our homes just a little bit longer than expected. I was honestly a little bit down about it when I found out that it was going to be extended to June 6th, but now I'm just realizing that there's nothing we can really do about it, so I'm just letting it be and seeing how it all plays out. I mean, to be completely honest, I don't even know if I would have actually gone out if they let us out in the middle of May, but I was at least a little hopeful. I think the biggest reason why I'm kind of sad about it is because my birthday is coming up on May 23rd, so I was really looking to be out by then. And I know this is just such a first world problem, but it would have been nice to celebrate with my friends. But in any case, I'm just grateful that my twin sister is coming home before then, or else I would have you know, have to spend my birthday away from my twin sister, which has never been done before, if I might add. And this year, I am turning 20, and I don't really know how I feel about it. I feel like everyone's at that point where they want to grow up and get to the big 21, but for me, I feel like it's different. I don't really want to get older, if that makes sense, and I think I talked a little bit about this in one of my past episodes, but I associate getting older with people expecting more from me, and to be completely honest, I, I like when people don't expect a lot from me, so in the end, I can surprise people. And it's probably like the weirdest reason to not want to get older, but it's so true for me. Also, I wanted to share with you guys that I've officially finished school for this year, and I'm super ecstatic about that because school's just kind of been dragging on, and I needed it to end so I can just focus on myself and the things that I want to do. My sophomore year at Parsons has been, you know, really full of surprises, both good and bad, but I'm just really happy to have made it through this school year. And also, if you guys are interested, I'm so down to do a whole episode about my experience at Parsons so far and telling you guys just all about my sophomore year at Parsons as well. So yeah, just let me know if that's something that y'all want to hear and I'll be glad to record it for you guys. And yeah, I'm super glad that I got to give you guys a little update into my life before we go on into the topic of today's podcast episode. But going into that, today's episode of the podcast, I have a topic that is kind of different that I wanted to share with you guys. And I know I probably say that about like just about every episode, but this one, I sincerely mean it. And since it is May and it's still kind of the beginning of May when I'm putting this episode out, we're going to be talking about the Met Gala which was supposed to take place May 4th, the first Monday in May, but it's obviously been postponed to another time due to the pandemic, which I'm sure you guys all know about. 
And in honor of the Met Gala, I thought I'd just come on here and talk about this event with you guys and even share my opinion of the Met Gala on here as well. So I'm really no expert on the Met Gala because I only really started getting into it and keeping up with it like two or three years ago. So I'm sure there's a lot about the Met Gala that I don't know about, but for those of you listening who either have no idea what the Met Gala is or have very little clue about what I'm talking about, the Met Gala is basically this annual fundraising gala that happens annually and it raises money for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute. And the event is organized by none other than Vogue. And as I mentioned before, it takes place on the first Monday of May every year. Well, obviously, except for this year because it's been postponed. And this is debatable, but the Met Gala is one of the most celebrated nights of the fashion industry and one of the most renowned. It's a night when celebrities and designers and industry notables come together to celebrate fashion and, of course, raise money for a good cause. And each year, the different event celebrates the theme of that year's exhibition. So the theme always determines how the guests are going to dress since they have to dress up according to the theme that takes place that year. Now, there's a lot of mixed thoughts about the Met Gala. I feel like some people bow down to the Met Gala and dedicate their lives to it, whereas others may feel like it's like an elitist event that doesn't really mean anything. And others are just kind of like in between and don't really know where to stand on this point. But in whichever category you are in, I'm sure you've, you've speculated some point in your life on how one gets into the Met Gala. Um, I know I have like tons of times. So I felt like that was something interesting to kind of talk about. Like how does one get invited to the Met Gala? And this is something that I've wondered for the longest time. And of course, like most people, I've dreamt of going to the Met Gala and I want to go to the Met Gala still, but the question is, how? So as I do for most of my episodes to provide the most informative information I can give to you guys, I dug a little bit for these answers on exactly how one does get into the Met Gala and I wanted to share with you guys what I discovered and, you know, we can talk about it. And I found a lot of different answers to this question, but from what I've understood, you can only get into the Met Gala by invitation which is super interesting because that means getting invited to the Met Gala is by sheer judgment of, you know, someone else. Apparently, qualifications to get invited to the Met Gala has to do with buzz and achievement, which is why there are so many celebrities that get invited to attend the gala every year. But also, according to what I've researched, there are other achievable ways to get invited to the Met Gala than just by being an it celebrity. But apparently, even the people who get through Anna Wintour's approval test still have to pay for a ticket to the Met Gala, and tickets in the past have gone from $30,000 to $50,000, which is insane. So basically, like, even if you did get invited to the Met Gala, you'd still have to pay. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't have $30,000 just sitting around in my pocket. Anyway, getting right on into it, one of the first more achievable ways I found to get invited to the Met Gala is by working for Vogue themselves. And this makes sense since Vogue organizes the event, then basically if you kind of work for Vogue, then you would have a chance of getting in. And almost when it seems like the perks of working at Vogue can't get any better, you find out that, you know, you can possibly be invited to the Met by working for Vogue. And obviously, this is no easy feat either. Like, it's not I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to get a job at Vogue, but hey, at least it's more mundane than, you know, being an overnight celebrity. I might be wrong, but I also think I read somewhere that if you worked for the Metropolitan Museum of Art and also had a high position that 
you could possibly attend the Met Gala as well. So that is super interesting and something to keep in mind. So every year for the gala, there is always a major corporate sponsor that underwrites a portion of the Met. And in the past, this has come to include companies, you know, like big companies like Amazon, Gucci, and just other amazingly huge corporations. So it is also said that if you work for a sponsor and hold a top tier position, that you can get invited to the Met Gala as well. Of course, if you have like an entry level job in such company, you're probably not the top of the list to be invited to the Met Gala. But, you know, there's room for you to work your way up and who knows, you might get to attend the Met Gala in the near future. Another way that I found from the research to attend the Met Gala was to attend the event with an A-list celebrity, which would be super cool if you were friends with a big shot celebrity because then you'd pretty much get access to attend the Met Gala if your celebrity friend were nice enough to invite you. And the last more achievable option to attend the Met Gala is obviously the option of working the event, like being a waiter or something. And I'm not even kidding you guys, if I had to become a waiter just to attend the Met Gala, you bet I would take that option as I'm sure a lot of people would. So yeah, those are just some more achievable ways that I found online on ways to get invited to the Met Gala that didn't include, you know, being a celebrity or being, you know, Anna Wintour's daughter. And you guys don't know how many sources I read that cracked a joke about being Anna Wintour's daughter, but that's just not something that's actually possible, so I ignored that thought completely. Of course, even getting a job at Vogue or even being friends with an A-list celebrity are not things that are entirely, you know, that achievable either, but, you know, at least it's a start from overnight success as a celebrity. Yeah, so besides getting into the Met Gala, there is always speculation every year about what actually happens when guests do get inside the Met Gala. And apparently this is one of those events where what happens at the Met Gala stays at the Met Gala. But just for you guys, I really dug deep for some kind of information regarding what actually happens behind the red carpet. And all the information that I found was really vague and generalized, you know, as to be expected. So I just thought that I would share what I found with you guys. So you would think that with the amount of social media coverage that the Met gets, that they would allow... that that they would allow their guests to post on social media, but apparently for the last three years, posting on social media at the Met Gala has been banned after guests get past the red carpet. And I'm not really sure why this is, but I can assume it's to keep what happens after the red carpet a secret from like the general public. But I was lucky enough to find an article on the web with someone writing about what happened once the guests were inside and after watching um the first monday in may which which is a documentary about the met gala i kind of gained some insight on what happens um from what i've seen after they hold the red carpet the guests tour the main exhibition and i mean the met gala is basically surrounding the opening of this exhibition so i would hope that these celebrities would experience some culture if they're paying thousands of dollars to attend what comes next is actually a cocktail party and then they are called to dinner after that. And I think the most exciting part of the dinner night is the entertainment. And every year they have a new exciting performer. And I don't think a lot of people even know that they do this because it's not like they stream their performances online for the public to see. But yeah, this is all basically what goes on behind the Met that everyone else doesn't get to see. And it kind of makes people even more curious about the Met Gala. So I think that's why they do it in the first place. At this point... Everything about the Met Gala kind of seems glamorous and secretive, but of course I couldn't fully extend my opinion yet until I got like the whole story about the Met Gala, and that is when I actually stumbled across an article regarding comedian Amy Schumer's truth about the Met Gala, and when I say truth, I have like quotation marks over it. 
To be completely honest, I wasn't that stunned that I saw someone speaking out against the Met Gala because, like, I mean, it was bound to happen and having an event full of celebrities and elite people, there's just going to be some tea somewhere. So anyway, Amy Schumer basically came out about how the Met Gala wasn't all that it seemed and she went as far as to describe the gala as a punishment, which is like, ouch. She stated in an article that it's people doing an impression of having a conversation She said, I don't like the farce. We're dressed up like a bunch of assholes. And that honestly brings up a lot of questions about if the Met Gala's original purpose and intent was really what it was, you know, made for. Also, it's important to mention that a lot of celebrities show up, you know, all dressed up and really nice to go to the Met Gala just to go there and be judged on how they look the following day in like news articles and gossip columns. And that certainly can't be fun. But I think the main point of Amy Schumer saying all those things was because of her feelings with the whole dress to impress feeling that the Met kind of has. And there are some truths to what she's feeling to like a certain extent. And I don't know about how you guys feel about this, but there are definitely a lot of sources out there of people saying and wondering if anyone even likes going to the Met Gala because if you take a you know, a closer look at paparazzi photos and pictures, a lot of people actually look like they're kind of miserable. Um, That's obviously not a fact, but it's what people are saying from, like, real photographic evidence. I always like hearing the full story of everything, so it's kind of refreshing to hear something like this and to hear another side of the story from someone who has actually attended the Met Gala because, I mean, I can't say much or anything about it because I've never attended. And all that kind of brings me back to my opinions of the Met Gala. And to be completely honest, they're kind of mixed at this point. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys, if I did ever end up getting invited to the Met Gala by some chance, I would honestly gladly accept the invitation because I don't think we should be that quick to judge something that we've never experienced before. And being more grown up now and educated about the Met Gala, I would definitely say that my opinions and thoughts surrounding it have changed, you know, greatly from when I was younger. I remember when I was young and seeing the Met Gala on TV, you know, I would dream about attending it and being on the red carpet. It's just one of those things that I wanted in life to signify that, like, I actually made it. But honestly, now that I'm a lot older and have been exposed to a lot more of, like, the reality of the fashion industry, I don't know, it's just not, like, one of those things that's that exciting anymore. However, being very passionate about the industry as I am and everything that's involved, I still do see a point in having the Met Gala and I still think that it's, you know, has a very big impact on the fashion industry as well. And despite the fact that sometimes it seems like a popularity contest and a dress to impress contest, I think for designers, it's an especially big deal because it's a night where designers get the chance to showcase their work on like some of Hollywood's biggest talents. And of course, we can't forget about the main point of the Met Gala, which is to raise money for the Met's costume exhibit. I think mostly why my opinion of the Met Gala is what it is, is because I'm looking at it from the perspective of a designer. Because, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now and learning in school. It's like fashion design and, you know, making clothes for people to wear. So when I look at it from that perspective um, of being a designer, the Met Gala really is the significant event that happens once a year that is especially important to us and like holds a lot of value to the fashion design community. I do have a lot of respect for Amy Schumer's thoughts, however, and the fact that she was able to speak out against the Met Gala when there are so many celebrities out there and high up people who support it and who could go against her. It is really brave and I commend her for that. I just think it's so important to stay true to yourself and speak your mind, but I really don't judge people or hate on people who don't do it because I know it's so hard to do. 
I mean, that can be me sometimes when I hold out against speaking my mind because I'm afraid of what people will think of me or dislike me for what I have to say because they don't agree. Obviously, I'm really trying to get better on that and trying to really work on doing better and being more confident about saying what I want to say because I think I do have a long way to go in terms of all of that. So, sorry, I just went on like a major tangent about that and basically like veered off topic of the Met Gala, but I think I've had to say all I wanted to say about the Met Gala. I do have to mention though that for any of you who have ever been to one of the exhibits held by the Met Costume Institute, you would know that they are absolutely amazing and the curations are spectacular. And to be honest, I don't know how much of these celebrities really appreciate what goes on in these exhibitions, but hopefully they do because there are people that put a lot of time and effort into curating them and putting them together. Oh, and for any of you who haven't watched the first Monday in May documentary that I mentioned before, you guys should definitely give that a watch because it's... I've watched a lot of fashion documentaries in my time and that one is still one of my favorites. It's definitely up there. So yeah, definitely give that a watch if you're having time over this quarantine to, you know, sit down and watch a fashion documentary. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and me talking about something a little different than my usual podcast content. And I wanted to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast as always and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. And I can't encourage this enough because I love talking to everyone who's a listener. So if you reach out to me, I'll definitely write back. Anyway, see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.